this is the verse, Matthew five fourteen through 16. Ye are the light of the world. The city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick. And it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. So basically what this verse is trying to say is, like in 14, it says, Ye are the light of the world. So what he means by that is we are, of course, like the light. We are the light in darkness. And so basically what that means is we are the only ones that can help people work towards salvation. A city that is set on the hill cannot be hid. When a city like when a city is on a hill, everybody sees it from miles away, and that's how your attitude should be towards others. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel. Same concept right there. So let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. So let's think of this light like like your talent so like if you have a talent for music like singing or playing an instrument you shouldn't just hide it from the world you should share it but also do it in the glory of god now what this verse is saying kind of reminds me of one of the parables that jesus told in matthew 25 it says for it will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted them to his property to one he gave five talents to another two to another one to each according to his ability then he went away he who had received the five talents went at once and traded with them, and he made five talents more. So also he who had the two talents made two talents more. But he who had received the one talent went and dug in the ground and hid his master's money. So now when it's saying talents here, in this source specifically, it's referring to like talents were uh, known to be called that because of the currency they used back then in Jesus' time by the Greeks and the Romans. But it can also be translated into actual talents or skills. And it also says here in verse 19, now, after a long time, the master of those servants came and settled accounts with them. And he who had received the five talents came forward, bringing five talents more, saying, Master, you have delivered to me five talents here. I have made five talents more. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. And he also who had the two talents came forward, saying, Master, you delivered to me two talents. Here I have made two talents more. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over little, I will set you over much, and turn to the joy of your master. And now he also, who had received the one talent, came forward, saying, Master, I, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you did not sow, and gathering where you scattered no seed. So I was afraid, and I went and hid your talent in the ground. Here, have what is yours. But his master answered him, You wicked and slothful servant, you knew that I reap where I have not sown, and gather where I scattered no seed. Then you ought to have invested my money with the bankers, and at my coming I should have received that was my own with interest. So take the talent from him and give it to him who has the ten talents. For to everyone who has will more be given, and he will have an abundance. But from the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away. So if I were to translate this into actual talents, like skills, like music and singing, if you don't use it and you don't put it to good use, you're eventually going to lose it forever, and you may not be able to ever get it back. And now when the other verse tells us that we're supposed to be the light of the world, it's telling us to use those talents and to preach the gospel to others who need it. And now when you do this, it will please the Lord, and he will say to you, Well done, good and faithful servant. Now when you're going about your day and you see a situation where you can be the light, you can use your talent to the advantage and to the glory of God, Always take that chance. It is never a bad time to ever be a light to the world. At times where it might be <laughs> seem impossible 
to be positive and finding good in situations. Those are the best times to use that advantage. Maybe it's in a life-threatening situation. Maybe it's just an everyday situation that you might not think anything of. What I'm saying is it really doesn't matter. Any time of the day is the best time to take that opportunity. Now, whether you recognize those situations or not is dependent on you and your walk with God. Spending time in His Word and praying is the best way to recognize those situations. It'll almost be like a, f a flicker you feel. When Jesus was on that mountain, He didn't care what He looked like. He didn't care if what the naysayers might think or the Pharisees or anybody who would say anything wrong against Him. He just went up there and did what He knew to be right in the sight of the Lord. And that is when you know you can be a light to the world. So I think in everybody's life, we've had moments of questioning if God was there or even questioning the existence of a God. Um, I know I have, definitely. I felt that sometimes it's like, why am I? How There's like no proof, you know? But then you go back and you think, maybe there's no physical uh, showing of God, but there is like showing in struggles that people have and they need help. So I know in my life I've had a few struggles and I, after praying and looking towards God, I have found the, that light and he has helped me get through it. And I don't think without, I think without him, I don't think I would have gotten through that, those things. Um, he also, a lot of people that don't believe in God, they, when in their struggles, I know people are, people think that, how do they get through their struggles? But I think just in the same way as we look towards a God, I feel like a lot of them look towards their family. And I think what really puts a hold on their mental health is that once everyone they know is gone, they have nobody. They, they have no one to to talk to. And I think that's that's the reason I I look towards God so much is because even if God wasn't real, um, I'd rather believe in something that's loving and caring than spend my whole life wondering if he was there. So I think that's that's how I base my my looks off of and how how to look towards God is just Find that struggle you have in your life and then pray and look towards him for it and it will eventually be solved. I think a lot of times when we think about Christ and we think about God, we think of a loving and caring person, which is correct. And we may think, oh, how, do, how does someone not believe in a God and in a Christ? Um, I think we also have to think about the fact that maybe that their life has been way different than ours and that maybe they've, they've been to a church before and maybe they did not like it. Maybe they were judged. Maybe they were, they were not, they were looked down on. And I think a lot of times in churches, some people think that just because you dress a certain way that you should be looked down on. And that is what I like about the church I attend because I think it's just a come-as-you-are church, pretty much. Um, yes, dress we dress nice, but 
I don't think anyone looks down upon the people that aren't dressed nice and we don't know their struggles in their life. And maybe to shine light on people that need help and people that are searching for God is just look for the little things that they say in their life and find God in that. Um, a lot of people don't realize that God is in their life, but they they can't realize it and they can't put their finger on what it is that's helping them through everything, but it's really God. I don't think anyone can survive on their own without him. Um, even when people say they are okay, they're fine, you don't know what's actually going on in their head because nobody will ever say what's actually happening in their head. Um, another thing is I feel like we are perceived as we need to pay money to be closer to God. We need to pay charities. We need to give up everything to be closer to God, which is not true. Um, there's You don't have to pay money to be closer to him. I, paying with for charity is not a way to get closer to him. It is a way of supporting things that you believe in. But I think if people look down on you because you're not paying money towards God, I don't think they, I think they, they are probably going through some struggles themselves, and that's the thing is, we don't know what anyone's going through, so if you want to have people get closer to God, I think the way is to talk to them, just talk to them, read the Bible with them, spend time with them, and that's, they would probably enjoy that so much more than you trying to push that your beliefs onto them. for listening to our podcast titled light of the world i would like to thank molly nathan and katie for all contributing in this podcast and the next episode will be episode 10 called giving hope you enjoy